Well, hey there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Meteorologist Andrew Gordon here with Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley, who is fresh back from a vacation. How's it uh, being up north? You know, it, it was good. I brought the heat up with me. Went back to visit my parents and uh, family in Albany, New York. I left last uh, Thursday, okay. and I think that was the day we cooled down because I know we were like a hundred and. 201 yeah, it was rough one of those days yeah. and and then albany actually had some temperatures into the uh, low 90s there for the weekend it was hot we were golfing saturday i can tell you it was it was hot so uh, but it cooled back down it was still cool at night got that down to the mid 60s which was uh lower humidity lower dew points and it felt a little cool out in the evening hours but it was nice good to see everybody we had some very nice weather for it and uh my flight did get canceled that was mm. another little uh thing you had to deal with on that uh on the um, trip home, they canceled it on a Saturday. My flight was supposed to come back on Monday, but they canceled it Saturday, but I was able to rebook on Tuesday and everything was fine with that afterwards. Good. Yeah. I know a lot of people are, are struggling with that and struggling with the heat up North too. Cause um, I've got grandparents that live in New York and they don't have air conditioning. So I know it's not, you know, all that common for everybody to actually have air conditioning up there. So heat waves up there are, are a bigger deal than, than down in the South some days. Yeah, the, the heat waves are comparable to basically our cold snaps, yeah. you know, because a lot of people have insulated homes and everything up north down here. When it's cold, it's cold, and you got to worry about everything freezing, your faucets and drip your pipes and stuff. Up there, they kind of laugh at us, but we laugh at them when it's, oh, it's 90 degrees. Well, it's 90 degrees here for like six months out of the year. It's true. You know, and, and speaking of, we've got uh, things heating up over in the tropics as well. So the, uh, the named storm here that uh, is... Potentially, I guess, to be potentially. named. Potentially. I know. I mean. We've got to tell when we're recording this, so it could, right. this could be outdated this while you're is, listening uh, to it. the 30th here on uh, of Thursday June. of yes. June, yes. And, uh, you know, we've been watching this this low-pressure system for quite some time now. Traverse itself across the central Atlantic into the Caribbean. And it has, it's it's pretty much as close as you can get to being a name system without being one. Right. And it already has the wind characteristics of tropical potential tropical cyclone two, that is, that we're talking about. But it doesn't have that closed low. The National Hurricane Center could very well change that at two o'clock, you know, or five or whatever. So its name would be Bonnie then and uh, then going to be, be moving towards Costa Rica and uh, Nicaragua. So that system is the, I guess, strongest, the one that has the strongest wind in the Atlantic Basin right now, and it's right. only at about 40 or so, but it's more of a rainmaker. Right. And then we're watching a uh, area of low pressure with a 40% chance of development. It's going to run out of time before it can do so. Tonight, really? Yeah, it's already raining on the Texas coast, and, and a lot of Texas, big state, but a lot of it is in a drought category of some sort, so they need it. Mainly coastal regions will get four plus inches of rain there. And then there's another tropical wave, and there's almost always going to be a tropical wave uh, going toward the the Windward Islands. But that's really fizzled out. I think it maxed out with a 30% chance over five days, and now it's down to 10. So yeah. not expecting much from that. Yeah, upper-level winds are not going to be favorable for that system once it gets into the Caribbean, I think, here by the weekend. Uh, so uh, right now... Knocking on wood, Boom. Uh, things are relatively quiet as we wind down, for us, as we wind down June and get into the uh, heart of our uh, hot season. We are seeing those average temperatures start to climb now as we get into July. And our average temperatures are going to be creeping up into the low 90s. I think we're going to be about 92 for our next holiday, which is coming up this weekend, a 4th of July weekend. Yeah, 4th of July and. 
there's so much going on between if, if you're over in Harbor Town to downtown Savannah to Tybee to just, you know, out in the in the country shooting off fireworks where it's legal to do so. And and every city in between seems to have something. I know some parades have already happened for cities even last weekend. So people are in the spirit and uh, you always know it's getting to get hot out whenever you see those fireworks stands popping up in the, the shop and store parking lots. Yeah, and, and thankfully we are, are have been seeing some rain. So we were still in a severe drought. The uh, drought monitor uh, did come out in here today. And uh, you know what? I haven't looked at it, but I yeah, think it, I can look at it. Did you look at it Largely today? unchanged, unfortunately. I know, you know, we say this every time when we talk about the drought monitor, that they stop taking the data every week at On eight, Tuesdays. And Tuesdays. it seems it rains on Wednesdays. Right. You know, so then it's delayed uh, essentially uh, nine days or eight days. If it rains on Wednesday, it doesn't go through to the following Thursday. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, we did get some rain. And I will say this, too. Always important to note whenever it comes to climate data, it's at the Savannah Hilton Head International Airport, which is not in the heart of Savannah, whereas some areas on, you know, Wilmington, Whitmarsh got over an inch and a half of rainfall past couple of days. Oh, yeah. Not exactly what's going to be reported there through Savannah's official report because you have to pick somewhere. You know, sometimes it rained on, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. The airport is, has been a bit drier. Yeah, and these have been, like you said, scattered showers. I can tell you our little lake that uh, up at the top of our street there was really low in the beginning and middle of, of uh, more really even for the end of May. Uh, but we've been getting those thunderstorms here, uh, which are producing some locally heavy rainfall. We've been getting the rain over my area in Berwick. Mm-hmm. That lake is filled up, and I've had uh, easily over six inches uh, for, for, for June. So, I mean, I don't think, uh, I'm in extreme drought or severe drought, which we're seeing here for a lot of, uh, Chatham County. I think like you said, it, they're taking the measurements at the airport, uh, and maybe a few other little sites across the, the area. But, uh, my ground is wet. I can tell you that. Yeah. And actually that's not a bad thing. If, if you're going to get rain, you want to get it ahead of the 4th of July, especially with people having their little backyard fireworks shows, trying to show up their neighbors. I've been there. Um, things can get squirrely. So you always want to make sure you've got the water bucket ready to go. Like your, your little five gallon pail, like our hurricane buckets we give out. Yep. We got your water hose ready to go. And if you get rain earlier in the day, you know, that, that maybe doesn't put a damper on the fireworks show at night, especially because I think Savannah's isn't going off till 9.15. It'll be late. You know, it'll be pretty late, and that, that gives a good time for the, the rain to, to dwindle on down from the day. But, you know, it's, it's good to have that natural uh, dampness there in the grass in case you got, you got a, a rogue firework or two. I always bring the bucket. Uh, my son likes to light up some of the fireworks, but I always make sure we have a pail or something. for. You never know if you get a dud. You know, it doesn't go off. I'm like, oh, I do with this. You don't want to just let, just throw it in the bucket, you know, and then that way it's soaked and it's not going to go off anyways. Yeah. Make sure that fuse is wet. Yes. But yeah, that's, a, you know, we're going to get up to 90-ish to, you know, 92 is the average. And that's pretty on target. Right now we're forecasting those afternoon showers and storms. The past few days we've had a stationary front over the area. So that's kind of allowed the showers to move in a little earlier than you typically would expect. Usually it's around lunchtime to shortly thereafter. Whereas the past few days we've been having rain at eight in the morning already. And, you know, going to your point, Dave, of the showers being spotty, I went over to the uh, UGA Skidaway Institute's uh, aquarium yesterday and I was over there on the bridge getting there, not even a mile away. 
took the storm chaser there, got poured on, looked like I just got a car wash. I pull over there and they had canceled one of their boat rides for the day because they're like, oh, well, we thought it was supposed to rain. I was like, well, let me go show you the <laughs> truck that's parked outside. You guys, you know, there's got to be a cutoff somewhere and they just happen to be on the dry side. So I was like, hey, I'll be careful now. Uh, but I was, you know, we were teasing each other and all in good fun, but it, it just does go to show that there are, you know, spotty showers. There's, there is a threshold of who's going to get rain and who doesn't. And, and, and you mentioned that with the rain, there's so much moisture in the air and the relative storm movement here is still kind of slow. I think they're mm-hmm. going to move maybe 10 miles per hour. So locally heavy rainfall could certainly be possible for some of these areas with all that moisture in the air acting basically like a sponge to wring out all mm-hmm. that moisture. Um, we could easily see a couple inches of rain in spots, but just down the road, you might not get anything. Right. I love the acronym for whenever we measure how much moisture is available in the air. P-watts. Oh. P-watts. Yeah. We're at about two inches. So that's a little high for this time of the year. So, uh, yeah, to Dave's point, you could definitely get some areas that kind of hog the moisture there, especially with these slow movers. Yeah, the good news is, uh, A, we need the rain lake. We just mentioned still technically in severe drought across the area. Uh, and, uh, B, the uh, rain chances are going to be decreasing a bit. That little coastal trough moving on inland today, kind of hanging around the area tomorrow, helping to increase some of the rain chances, especially tomorrow. Um, but more high pressure really trying to rebuild in here Sunday into a lot of the next week. And that's going to suppress the rain chances. And it's really going to be the afternoon sea breeze, yeah. which will give us, you mentioned, typically noon or afterwards when we start to see some of those. And they'll be widely scattered showers and storms. Yeah. And, you know, with the high pressure, we're going to get closer back to our normal highs this time of the year of the lower 90s. We've been lucky the past few days of mid to upper 80s. Even after these showers and storms go through, we might touch like 86, 87. But then, I mean, yesterday evening, it was in the 70s, like well before sunset. I'm like, man going to be a while before we get this again. I need to enjoy it. And that's one of those things, too, uh, as far as forecasting, you know, where we're trying to forecast as well. And you see those temperatures, which right now you have temperatures which are still probably in the 84, 85 degree range around that uh, six o'clock hour. Well, it was like 75. And how do you do those temperatures? Are they going to rebound a little bit if we get any sunshine? Are they just going to stay that way because your dew points are in the mid 70s? So they're not going to drop. Will they warm up a little bit? And it gets gets a little bit tricky in the nighttime there, in the evening hours, I should say, before sunset, what we're going to do with those temperatures. But it's still either way. I will say I have the easier job of temperature forecasting because I build up to when the rain's going to come, and then you guys kind of come and take it over for the afternoon into the evening and adjust. But it is tough because, you know, you can only put one temperature on a, a daily high for a, for a seven-day forecast. And we try to tell everyone, oh, you know, this is, you know, Savannah – specific a little warmer inland a little cooler by the beach but you might some people might hit their high at one that day then get rain somebody else might get hotter because it doesn't rain inland and it's at four and you know it we we do our best to specify that even still it's tricky yeah even still when we're showing that hourly forecast uh you know it could be that's basically for savannah but you know parts of savannah could get rain and you'll easily be 10 to 15 degrees cooler if you got rain than where it's not raining again when it could be just down the street where you're not seeing that rain. It could be a wide range of temperatures. So we used to say it's an average of where we should be Mm -hmm. depending on what's going on. Yeah, and even yesterday morning, as a quick example, we had a a shower that pushed in on shore on Tybee, and within 15 minutes of it raining there, it dropped six degrees, even in the morning. You know, usually you see a big drop-off like that in the afternoon with that rain-cooled air, but even in the morning we had a bigger drop-off. So it was actually cooler on Tybee than in Savannah, which is not typical for this time of the year when you have – the ocean in the low 80s at this point. 
Yeah, so. yeah, they're low to mid 80s right now. Yeah, and they're going to keep it warm. And uh, again, we're going to warm things up. So we're getting into a 4th of July weekend. Things are quieting down. Do you have plans for your 4th of July weekend? No, not necessarily. Um, uh, girlfriend's family's in town, so probably going to hang out with them a bit. I don't know uh, a firework plan because you know how it is uh, with being on the morning show for so long. 4th of July is not necessarily one that us uh, morning show people love because no. it's harder to go to sleep. Hated it. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, I don't sleep as much as I should anyways, but. Um, You're young. Yeah, I, I can handle it for a little bit, but I do know that, you know, Monday and probably Tuesday and then going into the next week, people just have leftovers or they have sales and people buy more. Right. It, you, you fall asleep eventually. And I, I try to just be like, ah, they're having fun. I wish I could be out there with them, but um, it's fine. Yeah. But, and when I say I hated it, it's, it's the hated the fireworks, which go on to midnight. And the fact that I had a dog, an 80 pound mm-hmm. golden retriever at the time who did not like the fireworks and she would be all nervous and on the bed, panting, basically on your head. She'd, cause she'd be rolling around all nervous. So you couldn't sleep. So and when you work in the morning shift, I was up at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And if you can't get the bed, you're trying to get there to sleep. And it was just, it was just a mess. It was, it was never something that I look forward to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. It's a good patriotic holiday, but unless for us, if it lines up on a Friday or a on Saturday a weekend, night, yes, that then it's like, fun. you know, 4th of July, you, you enjoy, you know, maybe you get some grilled food at some point, but nightly fireworks probably have to wait to celebrate till the next weekend or something like that. There's no, uh, no NASCAR or anything this weekend. No, there is. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about some NASCAR. Yeah. They're up in uh, road America. They raced there last year. Wait, it's, wait, 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 for people who are not NASCAR, where's road America? Uh, it's up in, uh, Wisconsin. I want to say, actually I'm not good with this one. It's a new track. It was, uh, introduced last year on the NASCAR circuit for the cup series and, uh, Chase Elliott won. Fourth of July weekend, that's a popular win in the sport, and he'll look to repeat. He actually just won this past weekend as well. Um, so we'll see if, uh, if he can manage that. Um, I, you know, I'd like to talk to him next week. We'll see. I already have an interview scheduled with the head folks over at Atlanta Motor Speedway because they're coming to town the following weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens. But Chase is a you know, big uh, fan favorite in Georgia because he's up in uh, Dawsonville. So oh. that's up near the Atlanta area-ish. Okay. You know, anything in that area, you're like, ah, it's kind of Atlanta. It's not next to it, but oh, close it, enough. Yeah. We'll, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that'll be very patriotic. You said that Saturday or Sunday? Sunday for, Sunday. The, for the cup race. They, they'll race, um, you know, practice and race the, a couple different series as well over the weekend. But the one that most people will tune into would be the Sunday race. Are they always on Sundays? Is it like football? No, NFL not football? always. Um, <laughs> it, it depends. So some tracks specifically, if they have lights, they want to market a night race. They'll do Saturdays. And then typically you only have one or two. Sunday races that are later in the day, like the Coke 600, since it's on a holiday weekend, um, uh, Memorial Day weekend, you'll have uh, it start more so like five or so on Sunday because they're assuming everybody has the next day off. And then it's that's kind of a cool race because you'll transition from day to night. The cars that are usually doing well at the beginning of the race aren't usually there at the end because they're set up to more having um, uh, a hotter temperature for the track setup versus cooling off. So you, we call it chasing the track. You're always kind of adjusting your car to what we think the track will do. Because if you set your car up for an afternoon when it's hot and then you cool off uh, to, you know, 85 versus a hundred for a track temperature and they're hotter than that. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a, an interesting dynamic to throw in there. So it is interesting. I could go on about that. Weather plays a part even in the NASCAR as well. It sure does, yeah. They yeah. have meteor- every every uh, manufacturer team, so Chevy, Ford, and Toyota, have meteorologists on site every race weekend. Is that a dream job? Um, I wouldn't say no to it. I don't know if I want to travel that much. You're traveling 36-plus weeks out of the year, mm-hmm. so that um, might be a little rough, but 
I, I mean, I could, uh, you can forecast from anywhere these days. So that's true. We've done it. Yeah. Don't have to, yeah. don't have to, <laughs> hey, be have in, to tell us, don't have to go to Daytona or Sonoma. I could just do it from uh, good old Savannah. Cool. All right. Yeah, well, uh, what about you? I know that a uh, couple things here before we wrap up, 4th of July plans. And, yeah. you know, we were talking. You actually were saying, you know, you have a, a decent amount of rain and you didn't get to cut your grass. We always do a little bit of grass talk here. No, because I had the day off Tuesday initially to come back. I always have a buffer day to come back from vacation. I went, came back to work Wednesday. And I was going to get all the yard work done on uh, Tuesday. And I try to get my yard done at least once a week because if you let it in the, in the summertime, I don't want to let it grow too much more than that. And I cut it right before I left. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. So it's over a week now, but since I got home late Tuesday uh, and it was raining out, I couldn't cut it Tuesday. It rained yesterday on yeah. Wednesday. Uh, today's Thursday. I can't cut it today. Tomorrow I'm working late cause Jamie's off. So That's I'll right. be working late. So hopefully fingers crossed. I know we're supposed to get some showers. Hopefully I can get in and uh, get that yard work done tomorrow. Yeah. I, you know, we were both looking at the data here before. It looks like it's trending wetter earlier than today, but it doesn't necessarily that doesn't mean, mean yeah. it'll be over your house. It's a game time decision. We'll have to wait yeah. and see where those scattered showers are. And then Saturday I got to work. Um, so we're still on those rotating shifts until we get our new meteorologists in here. So this Saturday is my day to work, so I'll be working Saturday, and but I do have Sunday off. Name picked out of the basket. But you know what? There is a, uh, a light to the end of that tunnel, and we can get into that another time. We'll get into that another time. That'll be coming up. With there. We can tell you there is somebody new picked, and they should be starting, fingers crossed, in August. Let's hope so. Yes. Let's hope so, Dave. Well, I'm glad, glad you're back. Hope you have a safe, happy 4th of July, and you get to... Um, have some good family time, even with working on, on Saturday, but glad you're back. And thank you guys, as always, for listening here on the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Next week, we'll be talking all things tropics and have some more fun stuff for you. Hope you guys have a good one out there.